Trekministry.com. How about now? There we go. Where you could draw closer to Jesus Christ while never leaving your bedroom or your home. If you uh, have never been to a church or you don't have any Christian friends, we've created a um, a website with resources that will help you on your walk. Whether um, you're a new believer or haven't even met Jesus yet, he will meet you where you are. Books, um, articles, podcasts, uh, and we love to hear from you. Drop us a line. And if you care to partner with us, click the Donate Now button. Yeah, I think we were muted before. So uh, hello from uh, your Belinda, California, for the Living Fearless Devotional. I don't yeah, think it said it, mute is on. Yeah, I don't know. Something happened while we've been off the air for a little while. Yeah, I think the cat came in here and messed with our and with see, our shenanigans. No matter how we fix these chairs, you always yeah, I, I to, lean. Yeah, I, 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 you always I, manage to slide I, off the other. I end. get relaxed over there. So yeah, just hours ago, I was in Maine. Yes. Actually, not hours. Well, several hours ago. Several. Hours. Not like two. Um, so, and then Chicago, I, fortunately I didn't get out of the plane. It's too dangerous to get out of the plane. <laughs> I get out of the airport. Even the airport's dangerous. They say there's homeless people, you know, on the, not, not of course, past the security area, oh, but, but on the other area, there's oh, like homeless no. all over the place. Uh, but, uh, made it home. So, um, I can't wait to go to sleep tonight. That's one of the things I'm really looking forward to. And everybody's asking about Bo, so give us an oh, update. No, so my son Bo, those of you that don't know and aren't friends of mine on um, Facebook, um, Bo was playing at a local park next to a, an elementary school and was just having some fun and um, decided that they were going to walk on top of a tarp that covered a dugout of a baseball field. And it was, you know, held by ties, um, you know, zip ties. Not meant to be walked on. And maybe when they first put them on. <laughs> but not after like a year of weathering uh, and uh, just sitting up there and it, he, they fell through him and his friend. And I'm not sure where his friend, if she landed on him or oh, what did ended she land on top of him? I, probably. Fine, right? Yeah, she's perfectly fine. Uh, and he, when he hit the ground, he broke his hip. And um, yeah, so and it, it, that was all happening while I was in the air flying to Maine. So I didn't find out about it till I was at my hotel. Um, and then they had to take him to from Orange County to L.A. and put some pins in it at Children's Hospital in Los Angeles. And um, he's doing, it, he's a, doing good. A shockingly. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that um, I would be in bed with a with an ice pack on my forehead. And uh, even though you hurt your hip, I'd be going, Schnugs, <laughs> Schnugs. Yeah, even though I hurt my hip. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I need scratches. <laughs> But he's out there on his, he's got a wheelchair. He's got a, 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 a crutches and he's doing all, he's like running around like a, like a, like a maniac. Oh, like boy. he doesn't have a broken hip. I go, son, doesn't that hurt? Right. He goes, it feels funny. Oh, to me. Amazing. And he's got like a big old bandage, you know, over his wound and everything where they went in and added, added, the, added the screws. Yeah. Oh. yeah so, but thank so you for asking. going to make the uh, meter go off in the airport? It, yeah, for the next six months. And oh. then uh, in six months, they take the screws out. Oh. I didn't know they take screws out. I didn't know they, they, I thought they just, take screws out. Yeah, I thought they just left them in. Maybe he has dissolvable screws. <laughs> yeah, but every I mean, so many prayers on uh, Facebook from our yeah, friends. Thank you uh, so much. We do appreciate it. And then I had to speak, um, you know, while I was in Maine. And there were uh, 100 to 200 people in the audience. And uh, I was in Maine with a bunch of defense attorneys, which I, I think most, most of them are not Christian. I, <laughs> but I got up there and said, you know what? I'm, I'm glad to be here. I almost had to go home, but uh, if you guys could um, 
for those of you that pray is what I said uh, for you. Those of you that are not heathens and pray, um, could you pray for my son, Bo? He uh, broke his hip while I was on and they all big old sigh. And, uh, uh but, um, uh, some people walked up to me later on and said, I'll be praying for your son. Like they, like they, they, they wanted, like they looked around first, like praying for your son. <laughs> I, I pray. I pray yeah, I'm one of those people. All right, let's get to the devotional. We'll get back to uh, Andy and Hedia stories in one second. <laughs> uh, first, let me get rid of the frame there. Any good comments that we need to, we just, everybody saying hi. Yeah. We're just waiting for uh, an update on Bo and Carrie uh, wanted to know how the lobster was. Oh, the lobster was good. I had um, cold lobster appetizer. Oh, and the chef or is he the, the waitress came? She goes, I don't know why the chef gave you so much, but this is really rare. But he gave me like two, like two tails. Did he know you were carnivore? I, no, I don't know. Nobody like she couldn't figure it out. She goes, I've never seen the chef give so much lobster. He must be nice. trying to get rid of it or something. Oh, but it was good. It was not. It wasn't like it was old. It wasn't like uh, oh, a yeah. day. It wasn't, well, like, it wasn't like a day no old donut. Cleanse. No, <laughs> no excuse. All right, we're reading from uh, Charles Spurgeon morning by morning for uh, June 10th. The reference is Romans 14, 8, that says, we live to the Lord. From the pen of Charles Spurgeon, he says, if it were God's will, each of us might have gone straight to heaven at the moment of our conversion. It was not absolutely necessary for us to linger here to be fully prepared for immortality. It is certainly possible for someone to be taken to heaven, fully prepared to partake of his inheritance as a saint of light the moment he believes in Jesus. But our sanctification is a long, continual process, and we will not be perfected until we lay aside our bodies and enter the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. Nevertheless, if the Lord had, to, had so willed it, he could have immediately changed us from imperfect perfect and taken us to heaven then why are we still here right would god keep his children out of paradise a single moment longer than necessary why is the army of the living god still on the battlefield with a single strike when a single strike from heaven could give us victory why are his children still wandering here and there through a maze when one word from his lips would take us to the very center of our hopes in heaven? The answer is that we are here to say, so we may, sorry, live to the Lord and lead others to know his love. We remain on earth to sow his good seed, to plow the unsown ground and to proclaim the message of salvation. We are here as the salt of the earth to be a blessing to the world. We are here to glorify Christ in our daily life. We are here as workers for him and as God's fellow workers. Yes. Let us live so our lives fulfill his purpose. Let us live committed, useful, holy lives to the praise of his glorious grace. In the meantime, we long to be with the Lord forever and seeing each day. My heart is with him on his throne. Scarce can I bear delay. Each moment listening for his voice, rise up and come away. Ta-da! <laughs> That's from Horatius Bonner, 1808 to 1889. You heard of Horatius Bonner? No. You can very easily say that name another way. Horatius. Yeah, no, the last name. <laughs> 
I know. I know. I've been by myself for way too long. Um, so what, what comes to your mind on this? First thoughts. Well, it's interesting when he for, when he first said it, it I was it didn't it, it hadn't occurred to me until he said it. So mm. the thought that we yeah, we could become a believer and just believers just get zapped up, but we're not. Um, it reminds me of the story of why uh, Jesus had to go to the cross, you know, and I can't remember exactly what he said, but something about like if he couldn't have called a legion of angels to remove him to save his life, mm. you know, like just all these things that God requires to happen um, for his will on the earth to be done. And so that's why we're still here. And I think that's why so many things are orchestrated and predestined uh, for um, his purpose to unfold. And, and it's hard to see sometimes, you know, when we're mm. stuck in a situation where we wish it was the way things were going the way we want, but ultimately it's trusting in his, uh, in his great plan. So I just want to clarify, God doesn't require us to do work no. for salvation. No. Yes, absolutely. No work required. It's not it required. But he wants us to work. Because we love him. <laughs> right. So what if we don't? I mean, that's, this is what I always find really difficult. I'm not sure. you know don't? Well, let me read Quite something. Quite a few, let me, right? Yeah, let me read something to you. <laughs> that's why so. I brought, brought my book out. I got this book. Uh, I've showed it before, but just in case, it's called Manhood. It's by Josh Hawley. It's hard to see. There we go. Josh Hawley, a senator for the United States of America. Uh, you guys probably know him. He's a, a fantastic senator. But in this portion of the book, he writes, as for jobs, fewer and fewer young men have them. In 2015, nearly a quarter of men between the ages of 21 and 30, historically a cohort strongly attached to work and the labor force, had no work to speak of. These men had not engaged in labor during the previous 12 months at all. Meanwhile, those who are working are earning comparatively less than their fathers did at the same age. In 1970, 95% of 30-year-old men earned more than their fathers had. By 2014, only 44% of 30-year-olds could say the same. And after COVID, it got even worse. Right. Uh, they, they, people just refused to go back to work. And a lot of those are men. So I'm, I'm worried. I mean, I, I mean, if they're not willing to even get out of bed and you see them going to the store in their, in their pajamas, yes. where does this leave us moving forward? I, I just, I'm so concerned that that's why I was asking that question. Like the, if it's not a requirement to work, What's the incentive? It's almost like living in Wait the United Wait, States right uh, now. You, I thought you meant working out, working for our salvation. But yes. Paul, the Apostle Paul, mm. repeatedly, and the Thessalonians repeatedly says, if you don't work, you don't eat. Right. Um, so that kind of labor is required of the Christian. You're not allowed to be lazy and sit around and not work. Mm. I thought you meant works. As, yeah. In the technical sense, in the theological sense. Well, I know this can be confusing to, to new believers, because it was to me. Because you would hear what, one moment, you're not required, work's not required. <laughs> and then then Paul's saying, you got to work. And yeah. you know, he just said not that we don't have to work. Working for your salvation. Mm -hmm. Salvation was a free gift, done and dusted. 
So that's, that's, see, we talk about this a lot, right? In these devotionals is salvation can happen in an instant, but you have a lifetime of sanctification. So it is becoming more like Christ. It is earning our crowns. It is our position in the millennial kingdom. It is what the Lord will say to us when he says, you finished your race, you run your, you know, good, my good and faithful servant, welcome. Mm. You know, so all the things that you're working for is to please the Lord because you love him, not because it's a, it's required for entry. Mm. All right. I'm picking up what you're putting down. But you don't want to be in the bleachers. No. You don't want to be in the parking lot. Yeah. Well, I I don't understand the concept of not working. It doesn't make, (laughs) it is totally foreign to me and I get so frustrated. Yeah. Uh, of, of, of why, why aren't you out there doing something? Why aren't you out there earning a living? I mean, there's kids that are still at an old, a, a family member, the, 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 the boy's 30 years old, still living with mom has his own bedroom and she would drive him places. Like, hey, well, he can't drive himself. Well, he doesn't like to drive. So I drive. What, what, what is going like, Oh, I get so mad. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And I, I, I don't know that he's not still doing the same thing. And by now he's probably 40. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We got a couple of comments. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, a couple. We got yeah. a ton of comments. <laughs> uh, Cindy was praying for Bo's recovery. Thank you so much. Oh, and she, she said she had a child that had 13 pins, oh. 13 screws and a couple of plates, but never had them removed. Yeah. I never heard of them being removed either. Um, maybe so because it's near his growth plate. I mean, that was one of the issues that they wanted to get him operated very quickly uh, for some reason. Uh, and then they put them in and then six months later, take them out. But maybe it has something to do with his age. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Carrie says, I'm really done with being imperfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. And Jan's happy, but was doing well. Thank you. And Kate, I know is asking, what if we can't work? Well, that's the thing, Kate. It's not mandatory. Like God knows our circumstance. He knows our circumstance. He knows, uh, he knows all of it. I don't think work necessarily means manual labor, right? That you're doing something. And, and, and that could be your website. Uh, Kate is is working on your website, making sure it's, it's up to date blogging those things you can do. He knows, he knows what you can and cannot do. Um, but are you doing anything to, uh, share the word, share God's truths and his love? Amen. Josh Howley is the man. Yes. He says, and Carrie citing the verse in Thessalonians to Thessalonians three ten. Don't work. Don't eat. Oh, I presume it's that one. Yeah. Josh, uh, just back to Josh really quick. I love it when he questions people, uh, in Congress, when the uh, no, in the in the Senate and House, um, he's he's an awesome. He's uh, this, uh, he's a ex um, uh, professor of law, uh, and I think that he's had to question some of the the the, um, the judges that have been you know that they're trying to appoint, and he'll ask them like super like basic questions about law, and he goes, he goes you don't know you don't know. <laughs> You don't know what the second constant is, the second the second amendment is, or you know something very very silly, but he's so good at it. He's he's terrifically talented. Nice. Yep. Uh, Lisa says Greg got Phil's show at a segment on parents attending the interviews with their children and yes. getting involved with the bosses doing the interviews. 
And if they get hired after that, well, do they get hired? Yeah, that was last night. Because I honestly could conceive of myself doing that. Yeah, they were even doing some. They said they, they've done Zoom interviews. And this was uh, Mr. Wonderful from uh, Shark Tank. Uh-huh. I, I always forget his name. But he said that he was doing these Zoom interviews with potential employees. And then he would hear the mom whispering, tell him about, tell him about this thing. Tell him, tell him that you... You have uh, this talent of doing right. and then they, they he would see like the hand of his mom like you know like helping him like <laughs> I could see or you see, see like the shit <laughs> no you can see me doing that I can see you doing that yeah that's what I mean <laughs> right uh, and they, they, they say hey am I interviewing him or or your mom <laughs> like what's, what's going on here did they get the job uh no 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 uh Kate says, I know three 40 year old men that want to work, but because they're unvaxxed, they and they're all university yeah. educated. See, there's another option. Yeah, yeah. well, at least days. they're trying. I mean, that's the one thing. It's, a, it's some people just don't try, right? They have no desire. And these are grown millennials, not in Gen Z, not children or teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Paul did the work set before Paul, and I'm doing the work set before me. Amen. Mm, that's good. Me too, Kate. <laughs> Memes, Andy. Memes? Memes. Mm. Yes, I know that when they put the pins in young children, they have to take them out because of the growth plate. Oh. I had a friend had the same issue. And Iris is saying, I think that one of the reasons we don't immediately get taken to heaven once we are saved, what's going, uh, who's going to take out Jesus's gospel message to the world? Yes, that's exactly what Spurgeon's saying. That's what... Um, we're left here. It says, why are God's children? Why are your the his soldiers left on the battlefield? I'm like, I am wondering that myself sometimes. <laughs> you know, back to my talk in, in Maine. The day before I spoke, there was a, a man dressed as a woman talking about tranny or tran what do they call them? Trans right. Transvestites. <laughs> I always call them tranny. The, <laughs> it's called trans. that's the cop word <laughs> but they don't actually use transvestites anymore because that's what they were in the old days now they're transsexual so they're trans okay See, so, in our days they were transvestites they were just dudes that like to dress up as women which right. was weird but it was okay it was like you didn't you didn't actually call them women yeah they were dressed up yeah they yeah. were men they were men they were dressed up yeah. as women no, like the, you know you know, he referred like to having him, a foot fetish. He but, referred to himself as she and her. Yeah, that's that's what the yeah. thing is now with the whole trans thing. So he was speaking. I had listened to him for an hour, but I wanted to. I, I could have went to my room, but I said, "Go, I got to listen to his." Because sometimes you want to go behind enemy lines and to to listen to what what's what's coming. Absolutely. And uh, he talked about how his his life was in danger, and you know that they really got to help fight for these you know these issues. And uh, every so often, he'd forget his girl of voice. He'd be talking, he'd be talking like this. And then, then he'd use like the F word and then he'd go F word. (laughs) It was so hysterical. And he's got his long hair and dressed in the dress. Um, But uh, so that, then that leads me to then. And he had like a beard or shadow, didn't he? No, No. I don't think so. I didn't get that close. I didn't, I didn't go shake his, shake his hand. No, when you sent me the picture, I thought he had a. No. Oh, the other thing was he snapped his fingers. You know, when a woman snaps her fingers, it's like you can barely hear it. He snapped his fingers. It was like a gunshot. <laughs> <laughs> I started laughing so hard. Like I go, wow, that is that oh, is a man. No. Did yeah. you laugh I, I did. Oh my god. I was just like, this is so hysterical. So besides all that, all right. So then I get up there to speak. 
And I go, I bet you all wondering what what is this former police officer, conservative Christian doing in Maine, speaking to a bunch of defense attorneys behind enemy lines. They yeah, they just all started laughing. And then later on, somebody asked me a question. This is unrelated to what I just said, but um, somebody asked me a question about, you know, how certain handlers handle a certain situation. I said, well, only only those departments that are from like podunk police departments. I go, oh, sorry, I'm in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that 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 floored them. They almost all fell on the ground laughing because I, I go, I didn't really mean to say that. <laughs> Only you guys. <laughs> Does that happen? Oh, oh so, my God. Yeah, sorry. I almost lost my, my, lost, lost my stuff. So I don't even know why we got on that. Oh, the hell. I think it was an Andy story. I think. Yeah, but there was a reason. Really? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Other than your time? Had to do with the trannies. I had to forget. All right. Uh, well, this is going to be taken off of YouTube or Facebook. Uh, in, in if you very, keep using the word tranny. In very short order. All right. Where are, where are we on this? Uh, <laughs> Carrie saying sad that mental illness is now approved by society. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, and I, I don't know. I was trying to explain this to my daughter. I was just like, you know, in our day, you thought it was weird that men wanted to dress up as women, but it wasn't like crazy weird. It wasn't. They were. It was. It was just like, okay. It, it's like a weird fetish, you know. Yeah. Um, and you just kind of ignored it. But they were never trying to argue that they actually had become the other gender. No, no, no. You you have to believe I'm a woman now. Like, wait, what? You know what I mean? Yeah. They didn't. It. it it's just so. It's so wild. <laughs> so <laughs> it it's is. just so wild. And, and literally, it's always it's it's about our children. There's just adults doing that because they're trying to take the younger generation away from their parents. Yeah. Even what Josh Hawley wrote in his book about, you know, he eventually goes on to talk about the reasoning behind the left's incentive to cause people feel like they don't have to work by giving them free stuff, mm. by uh, allowing them to work from home, all these, I, all these kinds of things. It's just another one of those things that they're using to destroy the family and men yep. and take away their masculinity. When you take away man and, and work, you take away his purpose. Sure. They're, 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 there's no purpose. And they become soft and they don't know how to do things. And um, it just really is the, the uh, decline of our society. Well, when you do I got to say, it's probably uh, the same for women in the sense that, like, it's got to be very confusing to be a, a young girl today. Because, mm -hmm. okay, wait a minute. So are we saying that the women's liberation movement failed? Like, are we supposed to try to argue to stay home now? Like... Yeah. You know, and wait, are we actually a legitimate? Do we have rights? Do we have rights that are distinct that people want to protect? You know, is there what, what makes me a woman? You know, all of the, the the trans argument and the working arguments have really affected the status of women, too. Yep. Um, and they're giving all the awards. Woman of the year. To the uh, men. To the men. Right. Uh, first place at swimming competitions. Oh, yeah, 20 years ago, women would flip out. Yeah, now they're that. doing nothing. Yeah. Literally doing nothing. Um, let's see. <laughs> we used to love Flip Wilson as Geraldine. Yes, we did. Because he would come back to being a man. We knew he was a man in a dress. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He didn't come back on after the, the commercial of the Flip Wilson show and say, "All right, from now on, you call me Geraldine." Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a woman. It went from toxic masculinity to men dressing as women. Yeah, yeah so crazy. 
And Kate says, I think there's an agenda rather than gender. There's an agenda rather than gender. They are after the men making children vulnerable. They want to destroy our family life. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, Cindy's saying her sermon title for tomorrow is The Culture Wars, Surviving as a Christian in Our Decaying Culture, based from the book of Daniel. Oh, that's going to be good. That's great, Cindy. I love that. You're not, you're not doing that while Pastor Jack's message, are you? Because I, mean, I can't watch both at the same time. Well, we, she records it on Facebook, so okay, watch good. it after. <laughs> I want to check that out. Should we read? Uh, okay, wait, Cindy got a uh, summer job at Hip IHOP. Oh, and Cindy got a summer job at IHOP and talked them into interviewing my daughter with me. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> and that you would work with her until she became uh, brave enough to continue. And she works great now. Oh, so you literally worked at IHOP with her yeah. until she until she got better at it. That's hysterical. On the uh, Greg Gutfeld show, they, there was a there was a story of that too. I, I, I can I, see myself doing that too. It was um, one of the uh, people on the panel. It was the comedian. He says, "Yeah, my mom and I went after the same job at like uh, Walmart or something like that, and we both got the job and we worked together for Whoa. a couple of <laughs> a couple of years." That actually sounds like a little bit of fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Scripture. Romans 14, 8. If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or we die, we belong to the Lord. Yes. Amen. How good is that? That is fantastic. Hebrews 6, 19 and 20. This hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus, having become the high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Oh, you just said that without any hesitation. Melchizedek. Melchizedek. We've been saying that a lot lately. Remember a couple of months ago? Oh, yeah. I could. Uh, Matthew 5.13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Don't lose your saltiness. Yep. We have some of that salt on our dinner table. It has no saltiness. Yeah. Kind of confused what it is exactly. <laughs> Sorry. 2 Corinthians 6.1. We then as workers together with him also plead with you not to receive the grace of God in vain. God mm -hmm. will not be mocked. Ephesians 1 6 to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. That's Ephesians 1 6. First mm. Thessalonians 4 17. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. That's such an interesting thing. I know Jack talks about it all the time, but being caught up is just an interesting way of putting the leaving the earth and going up to I, uh, meet Jesus. Yeah, I still don't get the whole yeah. rapture thing. I really am having a hard time wrapping my head <laughs> I would understand it if we went up there and stayed, but I don't understand going up and then coming back down. That's the part I just, you know, it's one of God's mysteries, and I just kind of file it away in my brain. But the whole going up in a rapture and coming back to rule and reign in the millennial mm. kingdom, I don't understand why all the back and forth. You know, it reminds me of, I have this memory when I was a little kid mm -hmm. uh, and my mom would be vacuuming mm -hmm. and she'd come into the den where I was watching the three stooges and then she'd come out here, this big uh, Kirby vacuum cleaner, making uh -huh. it, it sounds like a tractor coming in and she would come in and then I would have to 
I would have to be caught up and get on the couch while she vacuumed where I was. And then I would be able to come down to a clean carpet. So maybe that's kind of the same thing that God yeah. is like our mom. Hey, you're going to come up while we clean around this area. Because yeah, it's going to be bad. Yeah, to, you don't want to see that. To make it much cleaner for you. And then it's going to be an amazing place for you to lay yeah. down. And you don't have to suck up all the That's a really good dirt. analogy. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Get caught up to the couch. Caught up. <laughs> caught up under the couch. <laughs> Song of Solomon 210. My beloved spoke and said to me, rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away. My love. My love. I'm so glad to be home, my love. I'm so glad you are home. People are going to say, oh, no, you're not going to go through how you missed Hedia. You came <laughs> in and you, were, you just love her even more uh, the, the, the longer you're away. Yes. That's... You're too sweet. <laughs> uh, Jan says, me too, Hedia. Is that the whole rapture come up, come oh, back yeah. down again, Jan? So, Is yeah. that what you're referring to? Oh, okay. And that, that's when we have to trust. He has a plan for good, and it's called faith. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Why, 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 why did you skip over the one that says, good one, Andy? Good one, Andy. <laughs> why do you miss those? I see you. You go right over why? all of those. I don't know the context. It's my analogy of being caught up onto the couch oh, while mom vacuums, and I come back down to earth where it's clean. You're right. <laughs> I do love those. You do. You mind. see, oh, there's another Andy praise. I'm just gonna skip right over that one. Hey, hi, Mark. Hey, Mark Kelly. Nice to see you. Mark uh, is uh, formerly with the old company I used to be. Maseo. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say the name of it. Oh, I, I, you don't. You can. It's okay. I just don't use it. Well, aren't they but defunct now, anyways? No, no, no. They came back under a different name. So, Very suspicious. Maseo was defunct. <laughs> yes, and now he's with uh, LifeWise with Lisa and I. Nice. Lisa meet uh, Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly meet Lisa. Uh, Mark is an amazing. Amazing dude. I love that guy. Him and his mom uh, are in the businesses together. Sup, Andy. <laughs> Sup, bro. <laughs> and Lisa says in the book of Revelation, they talk a lot about the things that happen after we rapture. I was in a study about it. Yes, me too. Read a lot. Amir Safardi's uh, book as well. Uh, of course, Pastor Jack and Jan Merkel talk about it all the time. I just, uh, yeah. Jan Merkel. I just, uh, I just file it away in my heart for the to be determined. Yeah. TBD. Why do you like just put a hook on the back of your shirt and just <laughs> you go flying up like a like right? a bungee cord? There you go. That would be it's pretty just, fun. It's just a se sequence of it all is a little confusing to me. And so, and also, you know, I listen to a lot of diverse people that talk about amillennialism and postmillennialism and post-trib. And, and so there's just the sequence of events is... It's a great mystery. You know, people oh, have been gosh. debating it for years. I also just got, did you ever watch Star Trek? When they, up, yeah, when they leave the spaceship and they, and they turn into vapor or whatever it is and they yeah. just, and then they land on the earth. That's another cool thing. Isn't it? I've always wanted, I mean, I always thought I can't wait until they. Oh, you're going to get to get vaporized like that. Too. That'd be pretty cool. As long as it doesn't hurt. I want it to hurt. Yeah. You, you uh, uh, pricked my finger when I got home today. Andy's in a state of ketosis, folks, yes. officially. Yes. <laughs> he beat me. Yes. I love it. Uh, let's read uh, Jim's portion. Okay. Jim Ryman. Many Christians are quick to say, I'm willing to die for the Lord. <laughs> Yet how many of us are willing to live for him? Right. Remember Paul's exhortation to us. I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. 
This is your spiritual act of worship, living sacrifices, not dead sacrifices. God has called us to his work until he calls us home. Here's how Paul describes our ministry and message as believers. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us a ministry of reconciliation. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. And we are to be a living memorial to him, not a dead memorial. Peter (laughs) said, you also like living stones are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. First Peter 2, 5. That's awesome. Some good stuff right there. Cindy says she's, uh, no, what was I reading? Uh, I'm just glad we get oh, there. to go whenever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whenever, that's, whenever trip. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's my, that's my philosophy about it. I know I belong to a school of thought uh, under Pastor Jack that's definitely pre-trib, but I'm just like, you know, I'm just filing it away in my brain. <laughs> I'll accept it whenever he comes. I just hope I hear the trumpet and I get and I get to go. That's what matters. Carrie's definitely in the pre-trib. Definitely yeah. pre-trib. And Iris says it makes sense. Why would he rapture us and give us new bodies and put us back in a sin-ridden world? Yeah. Yes, exactly. No, but to me, I don't understand why it doesn't happen simultaneously after the um, tribulation. See, to me, it makes more sense to have the rapture to get our bodies and come down and rule in the millennial kingdom um, right after the rapture, that it would happen simultaneously, that there wasn't this gap of time. That's what seems strange to me. Hmm. Uh, Kate says, me too, Carrie. Also pre-tribbers. Yeah, we're all pre-tribbers. Very cool. Hey, um, Mark, Mark Kelly, um, I forget where you're watching from. Does this let us know a little bit about you? Uh, where are you watching from and where, where is your walk with Christ? Um, I know he's, I'm, I know he's a believer. Um, but, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. We just haven't seen you on the show. So it'd be great. Uh, I haven't seen Mark since, uh, it may have been, San the, Diego. it may, no, it may have been, it may have been Salt Lake city. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> it may have been Salt Lake city. And I saw Jesus. Um, maybe we're in training. Iris says, <laughs> Well, yeah, because we're going to come down and rule and reign, and we have these white horses, and we're dressed in linen, and all these fam- fabulous things. I, that would totally make us. That would totally make sense. <laughs> that we'd be in training. I like that. It's kind of like Navy SEALs boot camp. So, what did you do when I when I wasn't here? I was gone. That was I was gone a, a day or two long. longer. Yeah, I was gone almost uh, three days. I was just a magic school bus. I just went back and forth and back and forth for Zara. I saw that we have this, uh, was it family 360? Yeah, I had this family 360 and I was get, I was just getting ready to go up and speak. And that is the time that you were Eddie going back and forth to school Eddie and the gym and, and, <laughs> and my watch kept vibrating. Eddie Eddie leaves it down. <laughs> I got to tell you, because you haven't had to experience this yet, because uh, as many of you know, not everybody, but as many of you know, we are on this carnivore diet. Now, I know everybody calm down. Uh, some people don't like it. They all, have, they all have opinions on it. But um, for us, at least for us, it's been working yes. out really well. Yes. I, I've lost a lot of weight. Um, I've, I have great energy and um, just feel really good for the most part. Today, I had a little bit of a bellyache. I'm not sure why. 
yeah. think it was just the traveling and yeah, all that kind of slept. And I haven't, haven't slept. Um, but um, just so you know, when you're on the road mm-hmm. at a hotel in Maine, it's it was a little difficult yeah. because there was no restaurant. There was a restaurant inside, but they only had like two things, like uh, the, like a like a short rib and a hamburger that I could have. Hamburger. I know, but I, then I, I I walked down the road. But you know what? The one thing is, everybody wants to argue with you. The wait staff, like some oh, waiter, some restaurants, but- they know. They know as soon as you say, like, "Oh, yeah. you're one of those lunatics on the on the carnivore diet." But in Maine. I don't know that they've ever heard of any things like this. You they know, go, they, they, yeah, I'd say, could I have the uh, short ribs? And she goes, well, which kind of potatoes you want? I go, I don't want any potatoes. She goes, you don't want any potatoes. I said, no, no potatoes. Well, how about some vegetables? No, no vegetables either. Well, can I give you a salad? Well, no, that's a vegetable. I don't want a salad. And she goes, well, how about some, um, how about some uh, onion rings? I go, no, no onions, uh, a vegetable. <laughs> And it's breaded. And she goes, well, can I put some? And then she said, can I put some toast in there? I go, no. I go, I, I, I just want just, the, I just want the short ribs. Just the meat. <laughs> well, it's funny because now in the restaurant in L.A., uh, I went to Wood Ranch. Uh-huh. And now they sell them all as sides. An extra rib, an extra burger, an extra uh-huh. leg. Yeah. With yeah. no no meal. Yeah. You can get it without the meal. Yeah. I had oysters. Two nights in a row, I had 12 oysters, so 24 oysters in 48 hours. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, and they were great. They were great. They were from Portland, Maine. Oh, nice. I don't know how the clean The main ones are good. Yeah, they, it was really good. Um, and then I had, what else did I have? Some type of fish. I don't even know what it was. Nice. But that was about it. But it just was a little bit more of a challenge. Well, to, and uh, I mean, you are not a planner. So me, I'll make jerky and I'll pack oh, stuff. And you made I, some good jerky. Yeah. Yeah. Went to the Carl's Jr.'s down the street. And the first lady, when I went, I go, I just want the two, a uh, third pound, a third of a pound Burger. hamburgers yeah. with cheese. And she like looked at me, she goes, uh, she goes, I didn't know where to punch that up onto the computer. Really? That's funny because most of the places I go, they I know. know. Well, she went and got the manager and the manager goes, I got this. And she took care of it. And oh, then she, okay. and then of course, $5? Was it $5? something like that. Okay. But uh, those are really good too. Right. But this is, it's kind of, it's, it's so somewhat fun. Right. It's, uh, yeah. It's a little bit fun. It's a little bit of an adventure. People look at you like you're like, you've lost your ever loving mind, but I can <laughs> tell you uh, one thing for sure. And these, this is just a little side note is that when I would eat, like we used to eat, it wasn't unusual for me to have a little bit of a stomach ache or I, I'm, I'm going to say some things I, like gas or diarrhea. I, I, that's just the truth. Like we would go somewhere. Upset. The food would taste amazing. Right. And it, it, it. Almost but, a, a more often than not, you would come home. With stomach ache. Yes. Yes. Other than sushi. Gastric distress. Other yes. than sushi. But I've not, I just on this. Since I've been eating just meat, I don't have any cramping, no, no bloating, no uncomfortable feeling. It is, it's actually been other than today. Again, I think it's just more or less that I'm tired than anything yeah. else. Um, it has it's been amazing, amazing for it? my comfort level. Isn't it? Yeah. My pants are tight. Oh, look at that. <laughs> we may have to do a keto show. So. Keto carnivore. <laughs> keto for sure. Sorry, that's just a little bit of our keto Carnivore, a, a carnivore uh, thing. Oh, that started with the prick of a finger. 
Yes. So then I come home and she goes, I got to prick your finger. I go, no, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. I used to get bit by police dogs almost every day for 40 years in their teeth. And I have scars and sutures and, uh, See, had, worried about had, a little and, she, and then she wants to prick me. No, it's going <laughs> to gonna hurt why is that you're silly it's so weird i know and i don't mind watching them take the blood out of my arms or anything like that but i just didn't want you to prick my finger but it didn't hurt it did hurt (laughs) you hurt it you hurt me it's just Uh, when somebody that you love does it i guess it hurts go down okay lisa lisa right here what does lisa have to say I remember being in a taxi cab, the driver, myself, and the three kids, single mom, put a lot of miles on my car, and she was good to me. The taxi cab driver? I'm missing the context of that because I can't remember what yeah, we were so talking sorry. about. so sorry. We moved on to something else. I'm so sorry. Uh, it doesn't sit well with me. God gave us digestive systems <laughs> and a plan of eating. It worries me. I know. I know. A lot of people say that. Yes. The difference between carnivore and keto, um, they're very similar in the sense, but keto has a like a wider range of foods you can eat, but it's just also restricting carbs. The whole point is to get yourself into ketosis because there is a tremendous amount of um, metabolic benefits and relief from autoimmune systems, from gastric distress, from all kinds of symptoms. Some woman, um, Dr. Boz, who's a, a famous one of these doctors now online too, um, did it for her mom when she was diagnosed with a brain tumor and did not want to go through treatment. So she put her on a very, very strict mm-hmm. carnivore keto diet. Um, and her mom didn't end up doing any more uh, chemo mm. and and lived. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> 24 oysters. Maybe that's why you had a stomach ache. Well, exactly. That was 24 hours ago that I had the oysters. The, the, the stomach ache didn't come until this evening uh, before dinner. So yes, the ketosis is the state of where you put your body into burning fat um, instead of glucose. So it's, it becomes fat efficient, fat adapted to be able to burn um, instead of uh, glucose and apparently being able to metabolically uh, switch that way um, puts a lot of, it reduces the stress on the body to process glucose and then put an insulin response and a lot of um, metabolic diseases and conditions that people are suffering from right now are because of too much glucose in the diet. And as a response, insulin resistance and high insulin levels. And Andy has, you know, high cholesterol and he was having a lot of gastric problems to the point where we went to the emergency room. I don't know how many of you remember that, but it was just, and he was taking all these pills. We, as we told the people on the devotion a couple of nights ago, we were taking a ridiculous number of supplements. And I felt like I was taking supplements to be able to eat food. Right. You know, like I, I didn't want to change the food. That's for sure. So yeah. I just kept taking more supplements. The gastritis pills right. were so that I could eat <laughs> yes. nonsense. <It> literally. <laughs> and chocolate. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Right, right. That is, that is really interesting. Yeah. Glad you brought that up. Right? Because that's what we were, literally what we were doing. Yes, we had a drawer full of supplements <laughs> to take so that we could eat chocolate and junk and whatever else. Yeah, so how long has it been since we've had any sugar products? I mean, no sodas. We've had Ten nothing. Days about? Ten days. Yeah. And then you People just now. This for years. And now you just got past the, the, you the, got. the desire. No, no, you told me on the phone. Oh, it was the first day I woke up without cravings. When was that? Just the other day? Uh, yesterday. Oh. But they come and go, I got to admit. 
Oh, here's here's another here's an Andy story. So I <laughs> I got two, but they're oh, fast. Okay. So I'm flying to Maine, and uh, you know between planes sometimes you don't have enough time to grab anything, and so I just didn't have the time to to grab anything at the airport. And you had picked uh, packed me a little Scooby snacks, which is like a, a boiled egg and a steak. And so there I am, you know, earlier in the flight, I got two the eggs. steak, I got the steak like a, like a lion in the, in, on the plane. I got my elbows on the tray, you know, you pull down, I got my elbows. <laughs> the lady, li- the lady literally looked at me. She's like, oh, like, cause she could smell it. <laughs> and I'm sitting here. I like, think it was a hamburger patty too. Uh, yeah. Was it a steak and a no, hamburger patty? a steak. Okay. It was a steak. So I got like my paw on the steak and I'm. <laughs> <laughs> eating the <laughs> this older woman's like you see her like glass over like what I, what is happening what's, over I, there? what's happening this is going to be one of those things on youtube isn't it right and so i <laughs> so but i finished that and that was earlier in the flight i think that was on my first leg you finished the eggs the cheese and the steak i was hungry, I was hungry <laughs> because i left early i left at four o'clock in the and morning you didn't, and you didn't get anything else you didn't no. get like a Oh, no. okay. So then I fly all the way to Maine and I'm thinking, well, I'm staying in a uh, obviously a nice hotel because I'm teaching a bunch of attorneys. Right? And so they, they always stay at nice hotels. Yeah. But <laughs> it was a nice hotel, but it was an old hotel. And I got there like at nine o'clock and I said, is your yeah. restaurant open? They go, no, you you're crazy. There's nothing open after nine o'clock. I go, nothing. She goes, no, there's nothing's open. You know, even on that's the street. happened to me in restaurants. And you know what I in hotels, you know mm-hmm. what I do? I asked them to go back to the kitchen where <laughs> yeah. they keep the stuff for breakfast yeah. and to bring me stuff. I've had them bring me milk and yogurt and really? eggs. Oh, yeah. You are amazing. Yeah, you go. Can you go? I just said, okay. And I went to my room. Oh, I'm so sorry. Here is, you want to hear about some? Well, you told me I didn't have willpower the other day, which really hurt my feelings. <laughs> in my room, they had chocolates. These little, you know, the chocolates they put in your room. Yes. And in my bag, I had a Reese's from the previous trip I was on from like, I don't know. like That would have sustained you. And I was looking at those things going, I ain't going to eat them. And I was pretty hungry. Oh, And I didn't eat the Reese's. You can look at my backpack. The Reese's is still there. I love that. And I didn't eat the chocolate. So so, good. Now, do you want my other story? Sure. (laughs) So I don't know why I'm just talking to you. I should be talking to them. So uh, this morning or no, last night. I go to schedule my Uber to pick me up and it has to pick me up at 4 a.m. So I go to schedule my Uber and the app says no Uber is available. Right. Because I'm in this podunk city in Maine. So then I go, well, let me see Lyft, which is nonsense because Lyft and Uber, they're essentially the same people. They just both they have both emblems on their car. But I thought maybe there's somebody from Lyft that may answer this request. And again, I got that. There's nobody available. I go, how am I going to get to the airport? So I go downstairs to the to the lady that's downstairs. And I said, I have a flight really early in the morning and I have to leave here by 4 a.m. And she goes, oh, she goes, I got a guy for you. She gives me a phone number and it's Ahmed. So oh. Ahmed answers, hello. And I go, I need a ride at 4 a.m. Okay, no problem. I might be there. Uh, what time again? I go four o'clock. And so I, I go, oh, I thank the lady okay. and everybody's happy. And I go to bed. My alarm goes off at 3.15 this morning. I get on the shower, pack my bags, and I go outside to meet Ahmed. There's no Ahmed. Oh, no. No, there's no, no Ahmed outside. <laughs> oh, no. Did you 
did you have Ahmed's phone number? Yes. So I call Ahmed. I go, hey, Ahmed. What's up? <laughs> Who are you, bro? And he goes, oh, what? I, what? He goes, what time? Like- four o'clock? I thought it was, I thought it was 4.30. I go, Ahmed. I said four o'clock three times. He goes, oh, I, I wrote down 4.30. I go, no, bro, I need to be, I need, I need to leave now. He goes, I'll be there in 15 minutes. So he comes flying up in this little rattle trap. <laughs> it's just, it's, I heard it coming down the road. Like, it, you know how a, a car sounds when it's in second gear, but you're trying to do 60. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> comes around the corner. Huh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, but he got me the airport. He got, was, he got me there in time. Good job. I, I, I wasn't stressed, but I just, he kept saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I go, I go you know, was it four o'clock? Right. You just didn't, oh, you didn't wake up. Just say, just say you didn't wake up. Right. But I did. I made it. Oh, a bunch of questions. Sorry. I know. Carrie saying is ketoacidosis hard on kidneys? Absolutely. So we are not looking to be into ketoacidosis. <laughs> this is just ketosis. Ketoacidosis is uh, is a debilitating condition that's way, 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 way past ketosis. So you definitely don't want to be in ketoacidosis. What do you have to do to be in ke- ketoacidosis? It, it's like it's like a it's a failure. It's it's. It's a disease. Like you don't want to be oh, it's in a disease. That. Yeah, you don't want to be uh, at that stage. You don't think um, you can get there from no a way of eating no, or maybe not drinking no, water. It's kidney failure. Oh, it's basically kidney failure. All right. Sorry. As long as you get enough minerals, you're good to go. And then Kate's asking the perennial question about the you know what <laughs> constipation. No, it's um. So let me just. Put this through you with the you know for those of you that know i've been training dogs for 40 years and one of the big things that i used to do was sell dog food and i used to study dog food and all this kind of stuff so what we learned is that in the old days you'd feed a lot of corn right corn and wheat would be the first two ingredients sometimes in the dog food and then the protein would be down the line and there'd be some other grains and stuff like that well dogs can't process grain um, they, they don't even process. Neither do humans, BTW. <laughs> right. Corn. And so what would end up happening is that you buy this gigantic bag of food back in the day. It would be for $30. Today it's for like $40. But it's big. It's like 50 pounds of dog food. Mm-hmm. But you'd have to feed like a full bowl. And the dog would eat it. And then the poop would be about the same size <laughs> as the stuff that was in the bowl. Why is that? It's because there's nothing useful in that dog food. And so it all comes out. In the end, (laughs) in the end. Um, But then when we began to make food differently, which is a more recent thing over the last 15 years, is the protein is first. I mean, why why do you think all animal food, the fancy dog and cat foods are now. No, it's expensive, but you feed less. And protein based. Yeah. And then then what ends up happening? Their poops are smaller. Why? Because their body uses whatever was that they put into their mouth. (laughs) I heard this one doctor say, he's like, what? Have you ever noticed? (laughs) Sorry, I'm gonna to try to say this. Uh, uh, so, so uh, the G version. So, have you ever looked and saw that like there was corn left in the toilet? And he's like, "But you never see half a drumstick in the toilet." <laughs> he's like, "Cause your meat gets processed." He's like, "The corn and the broccoli does not get processed. That's why it's still in the toilet." So you just stuffed up your system with it. That's good. I'm going to have to steal that, that, steal that. But um, yeah. And so it's the same for us. Um, Just so you know, it's, uh, it's very odd. It's, it's very weird. Yes. Uh, But it's, um, it's, 
I love Iris's story. I didn't know that about Iris. She's been on keto for the past year and lost almost 70 pounds. Wow. Uh, but hit a plateau. So I think I'll try the carnivore diet. So the difference in keto and carnivore is carnivore is a lot more protein. Keto, I think, has a little more flexibility. So actually, Iris, I think me and Andy are going to go towards keto after, after the after the carnivore. A 90-day carnivore is what we've committed to. Yeah. Um. But going the reverse, I don't know. Um, from what I hear, you just said a lot of people had intermittent fasting. And also, if you're doing a lot of like the keto treats, uh, stay away from those. All of those kind of like, you know, heavy cream, heavy um, alternate sugars. Like we have no. And and for me, my big problem, I'm a sugar addict. I mean, like no hands down addict. Like I am obsessed with sugar. And that's what I needed to stop. So we don't have any diet sodas, any artificial sweeteners, all of that. Um, I had to cut out for sure. Can you have dairy? Um, sparingly. They say some people can. <laughs> so the doctor is telling a story that his friend was living on the two pound jug of halloumi. He said, you could do dairy. He's like, all he did was eat halloumi all day. You'd fry it up in a plate. And he's like, man, I'm not losing any weight. He's like, dude, that's not carnivore or keto. He's like, you've got like 400 grams of, of uh, carbohydrates in there. When did you ever see a lion attack a cow and make halloumi <laughs> out of the milk? Yeah. Yeah. Carrie uh, uh, said, I had stage two chronic kidney disease and I'm on a weird diet. Mm. Oh, yeah. See, we all we all do what we have to do. Right. I don't need sugar. And only veggies I eat are carrots, broccoli, and avocado. Yeah, that's good too. I'm always, uh, I'm sorry for those of you that join at the end of one of these shows because you go, I thought this was a devotional. Right. <laughs> And he's talking about dog training. He's talking about dog food. <laughs> and we're talking about the carnivore diet because I, we had a, a lot of people, probably the most people we've had at one time watching. Uh, the numbers were really high just a minute ago. Yeah. Um, so we do the devotional, but sometimes we get a little onto the uh, little sidetrack towards the end. This is the, our fellowship time. Yeah, this is our fellowship time. Yeah, this is like when you're standing around at the snack table. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in, the, in the back of the room. Uh, Cindy says, and her dog is doing better. Oh, nice. We had heard crazy Cindy's dog's shenanigans, so she's not eating the floor anymore. I hope. <laughs> uh, Carrie's uh, mom's dog is on a raw hamburger diet. Yeah, see, yeah, I put together a, a video program on feeding your dog raw, where you actually feed them, you know, chicken, like chicken from a package, bones in, and everything. The dogs eat the bones, they eat the the meat and everything, um, and uh, tripe. And uh, you wow. know, bits of meat and that kind of stuff. The dog was beautiful just after a couple of weeks. The coat got all shiny. Uh, it didn't have the dander that most dogs have. It was just nice. miraculous when you when you feed a dog what they're supposed to eat. Well, I'm, guess what? Why do you think that works for a dog and not humans? It, it does. Um, it, and that's you know I, I was out buying dogs in Germany, Slovakia or Germany. It doesn't really matter. But I know that on one of my trips out to go visit this guy who had some dogs for me to look at. Um, he had one of his cows in the pasture, which he would use cows uh, for milking, cows for cows for meat, and then he'd use a cow to feed the dogs. And he would kill the cow, and then open the cow up, and then let the dogs just eat. It looked really gross, but the dogs were just. That's, Could he be a carcass there he, for weeks? No, he had a lot of dogs. He had like oh. 15, 16 dogs, and, and they're all that eating was on the cow. Like one dinner, or 
I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't quite understand exactly because I, you know, I didn't speak the language. Oh, but uh, wow. They, 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 yeah, we do this every so often. It's not like we oh, don't do it every week, but okay. it's, but we do this maybe once Wild. a month. And uh, the dogs just eat the cow. You go to Europe wow. and into these other these areas that you, it's not like the touristy areas. I would always go in these podunk places of Europe, nice. and you'd see all kinds of stuff that is. How oh, I'm people, sure you'd see that in Middle America. How too. people really live, yeah. Uh, let's see. Cindy's saying she's also a sugar addict. No, and Jan says no oh, more brownies right. at worship nights. But no, Jan, you've got to bring the brownies. I never ate the brownies, anyways. I, you know yes. me; I don't eat flowers. So. I ate the brownies. Yes, <laughs> Andy won't be eating the brownies anymore. But the kids, oh, everybody, everybody else, everybody else loves everybody the, brownies. Else the brownies. They are terrific. Those are some of the best brownies I've ever tasted. Yes, because they're, they're made amazing. with love. That's why. Yep. Uh, Iris says she's a stevia. Yeah, see all that stuff. Gotta go. Gotta go, Iris. <laughs> Instead of having to just go strict carnivore from keto, you just start cutting out all of those um, extra things. Anything that's not any any kind of flour whatsoever. Another thing is seed oils. I didn't realize how bad seeds were because I eat tons and I was eating massive and uh, quantities of peanuts, peanuts, chocolate, potatoes, and sugar. I lived on those things, and those are apparently extremely bad for you. They're oxalates, so body can't take them in high proportions. Oh, Sydney's dog's almost potty trained. Wow, look at that. Nice. Not chewing and jumping. Better on a leash. Still digging up the yard, though. Um, yeah, I'd have some specific questions, but I don't want to. We'll be on here for two hours. <laughs> um, it, is there specific areas or is it random areas of the backyard? Just, well, I'll just ask you that question. And then maybe I'll be able to send you a messenger message about how you can uh, help with that. If it's a specific area, there's uh, certainly things that you can do uh, to stop that. But if it's random, then it's a whole different issue. Um, and Iris has been reading a lot about seed oils. Not good for you. Yep. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's uh, bring this back. Yeah. Let's bring this back to Jesus. You know what I want? Could you, can you do this? Uh, could you uh, just pray for what is happening in our country right now? Just that it's really, it's beginning to get really um, dark Which part. The, 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 the stuff about weaponizing the legal system for Trump, for, for Trump. I mean, it's just not Trump. It's just against conservatives okay. uh all these mothers groups and parent groups have been now oh, on the list or are now on that list and it's a, it's like 15 different ones not just and mothers what of liberty list is it because i never saw the it's actual the list. it's splc's list yes southern poverty law center yes that um chick-fil-a also funds yes my article's supposed to be on chick-fil-a so yeah it, it's just uh, it's it's just dark times i, I, I don't i don't know we don't know what's going to happen Okay, let's pray. Right. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for um, the opportunity to be uh, believers. Uh, we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, Lord. We, we want to remember all that um, you have empowered us to do on the earth, Lord, to share the gospel and to be salt and light. All the things you reminded us this evening about uh, living, to be living stones, to be a monument to the, the character of Christ within us, Lord. And so in this dark and evil time when uh, the prince of the dark night, the prince of the dark forces of the, of the world seems to rule, Lord, we ask that you empower us uh, with the weapons of our warfare. Um, and the weapons of our warfare are not um, swords and guns, Lord, but they are the power of the gospel.
and the other sword of the spirit, Lord. And so we ask that you give us those um, spiritual weapons to fight the enemies that attack us, uh, that attack our homes, that attack our communities, our cities, our towns, our state and our nation, Lord. Allow us to stand in the gap, Lord. We stand in the gap for those who do not yet know you, um, that those that come against you for and, and don't know better, Lord. Uh, and we pray, we beg you to um, to change the country back around, Lord, and that you accept the the few and the faithful and the that come to your throne room and ask for and beg for repentance, Lord. And, and we apologize and we repent on their behalf. Uh, we love you. We honor you. We offer ourselves as, as that living sacrifice, Lord. Uh, when you look for somebody to take, take us. Send us, Lord. Um, it's in the mighty name and the matchless name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. Amen. That was good. Stokes. Thank you. Uh, dark times in Australia, too. Oh, Christian arrested in LA for speaking scripture. Oh, I wonder if that was at the yeah. beach. Where, who was that? Uh, yeah, I saw was that. Our friend Voight. So he's getting nah. himself in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> no, they told him to stop, and he just continued, and they arrested him. Was it Glenn? It was, it was upsetting the trannies. Was it Glenn? No, no. He looked. Yeah, he was a pastor, I think, of a church, if I'm not mistaken. But I, I, it was one of those things that I was just kind of glancing at and not really paying that much attention oh okay all right my friends we love you thank you it's been a long devotional sorry we kept you on a long time folks. Yeah. <laughs> we were having a good time but God we love bless. you guys and thank you so many of you that were watching make sure that you comment to those of you that were just uh kind of watching if you just let us know who you are and where you're from that would be great um and then if there's anything that you want to uh discuss on future episodes just make sure and put it in the comment like okay. subscribe and share Absolutely. Thank you. All right, my friends. We love you. God bless. God bless.